0: In late March, Indiana Governor Mike Pence declared a public health emergency after a spike in HIV cases in Scott County. The executive order he issued allowed the county to implement a temporary needle exchange program for injection drug users, some of whom had switched from prescription opioids to heroin or injectable opioids after policy reforms created obstacles to prescription drug abuse. I'm Stephen Morrissey, managing editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Stephanie Strathdee, Associate Dean for Global Health Sciences at the University of California San Diego School of Medicine. Dr. Strathdee has co-authored a prospective article on the Indiana HIV outbreak and the prevention of similar outbreaks. Dr. Strathdee, you write in your article that Indiana is one of many states that don't explicitly authorize needle exchange programs, and that even states that have such programs can't use federal funds to support them. Can you tell us a bit about the history of those regulations? Why were they implemented in the first place?
1: Well, there's been a number of barriers to the provision of sterile syringes through needle exchange programs or even pharmacies or over-the-counter. Currently, only 28 states have removed or have never had prescription requirements or drug paraphernalia laws in the United States, according to the Law Atlas from Temple University.
0: You mentioned that there's been an increase in hepatitis C cases in the years before this outbreak, especially in central Appalachia. How was that increase understood? Wasn't it seen as a warning sign that an outbreak like this was possible?
1: Yes, we've known for a couple of years now that hepatitis C cases have been increasing. In fact, there has been a 75% increase in new hepatitis C cases in the United States and over a 300% increase in central Appalachia. And we've certainly seen an outbreak of hepatitis C among injection drug users in Indiana, in the same region where we've had this HIV outbreak among injection drug users.
0: So looking at Indiana, is there any precedent for a state like Indiana declaring a public health emergency or taking other action to override these needle exchange laws during an outbreak?
1: Well, there are many other ways to remove the barriers that exist for providing sterile syringes to injection drug users. And explicitly authorizing syringe exchange programs is one way to do it. But unfortunately, that's only one possible way of dealing with the problem. When syringe paraphernalia laws and drug paraphernalia laws still exist, then there are barriers to people accessing syringes, even when syringe exchange programs are legal. So, for example, in Indiana, it's still required now, even though syringe exchanges are legal, it still requires that someone provide their identification in order to purchase a syringe. And some injection drug users will not have identification. Others will be deterred from providing it for fear of being persecuted by the authorities. And currently, if someone has a syringe and they haven't obtained it from the syringe exchange program, then they can still be arrested for carrying that syringe, even if there's not drugs in it.
0: So given all of those barriers, is there evidence that this program in Indiana has been successful in increasing the use of clean needles and preventing HIV transmission?
1: There's been some early signs that the program is being used, and there are increasing numbers of injection drug users that are using these programs. The problem is that it's only open a limited number of hours per week, and not in the evenings when most people are going to be wanting to access sterile syringes in their use of drugs. So there's still a long way to go.
0: You also say in your article that Scott County and the surrounding area have seen growing numbers of young people who abuse opioids in recent years. What kinds of programs are needed to reduce inappropriate prescribing and abusive opioids and at the same time prevent users from shifting to injectable drugs?
1: Well, I think that it's a multi-pronged problem and it needs a multi-pronged solution. First, providers need to be aware of the potential misuse of opioids And there are prescription drug monitoring programs that exist. In fact, Indiana has had one for quite some time now. But these programs often in many states are not updated in real time. And physicians may be fearful of using them because they may be afraid of prosecution.
0: Are there any states that have successfully addressed the opioid addiction and misuse problem? And if so, what lessons might they have for the rest of us?
1: Well, we're seeing that this is a problem that is not just faced by Indiana or central Appalachia. We've seen a huge increase in overdose deaths across the United States in recent years. And I think that it's very important to not just make needle exchange programs available, but to also increase medication-assisted treatment, which includes opioid substitution therapies like methadone and buprenorphine. And with the expansion of Medicaid, it should conceivably increase the availability of these drug treatment programs to the people that need them the most. But the states that are delaying the expansion of Medicaid are seriously undermining access to these life-saving therapies by people who need them the most.
0: Finally, looking both at the states and the federal government, do you think this Indiana outbreak will encourage changes in needle exchange laws?
1: hope it will. We have a federal ban on the use of federal funds to support needle exchange programs. There are 228 needle exchange programs around the United States. However, many of them are operating under the threat of closure or if they're only supported through private funds. When they're operating as illegal programs, that means that the ancillary services that surround them, such as HIV and hepatitis C testing, referrals to drug treatment, naloxone treatment, All of these types of services are either unavailable or in very short supply. So there is a huge need to overturn the ban on needle exchange funding once and for all and to also eliminate the syringe and drug paraphernalia laws that accompany them.
0: Thank you, Dr. Strathdee.